0: J&J Radio, I got to give us a round of applause. I am so excited. We made it almost all the way through. The baseball season is just about wrapping up. NFL is completely underway, and the basketball season has just started. Jonathan Harper here with Jason Givens, Statman and the Hammer, J&J Radio. Thank you guys for listening to us. We really appreciate it. Now, Jason, again, the NBA season has started. We got one week in the books.
1: Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You can't just be that disrespectful <laughs> to a major North American sport. Uh Ooh. hockey is also underway. They got their groove going. Teams are playing games, they're slapping the puck around, all that good stuff.
0: Jason, can you name three positions on the hockey on a hockey rink?
1: Yeah. Goalie. Okay. Enforcer. <laughs> <laughs> referee, <laughs> fair enough. I fair the enough. guys are not there.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, but yeah, the NBA season—the first week is in the book. Some of the teams that are looking good so far: the Pelicans are looking good, the Knicks, the Trailblazers are undefeated. Of course, the Bucks are undefeated because Giannis is a bad, bad man. The Lakers, your home team, they're struggling. They're struggling mightily. But the Lakers, like uh, Stephen A. Smith says, the Lakers. St-
1: <laughs> That's how you say it. Philly is disappointing,
0: but I don't really. I didn't really expect too much from Philly. The Nets are underwhelming. I also didn't expect too much from the Nets, even though they. <laughs> how had crazy to is games. that?
1: Right, you you did not have high expectations for them, and still were disappointed. That's pretty bad.
0: Absolutely, but the Grizz are playing well. John Moran is playing well. Desmond Bain was cooking last night; he had thirty-five plus points. But then, if we pivot from the basketball uh, court to the NFL space, the NFL is, like you said, to use your word, is in complete disarray. And we say disarray because Aaron Rodgers is in jeopardy of missing the playoffs. So is the new. So are the New England Patriots and Tom Brady. So if I told you, it's like that commercial. So if I told you that Aaron Rodgers, Bill Belichick, and Tom Brady were all in danger of missing the postseason at about the halfway mark in the NFL season, you'd probably tell me I'm crazy. And then the Rams are also struggling. We're going to get to, we're going to, get to that in a second because I think the Rams might be done, and I'll explain to you why they might be cooked. But we're going to pivot one more time. The MLB postseason, the Dodgers 100% underwhelmed us. I think the Yankees underwhelmed us, underachieved, and they basically wasted one of the best seasons in the history of the sport. Jason, where would you like to start tonight?
1: Okay. So <laughs> the Dodgers absolutely were were disappointing, right? Right. Um, they won 111 games in the regular season, one of the best seasons in the last, I don't know, 40 years. Right. Um, but does I it was, matter? It doesn't matter today, right? None <laughs> of these players played on those teams. But, uh and I, they're at home, I, they didn't even make it to the division. They didn't even make it to the uh, to the championship of their.
0: Of, I guess you would call that. Would that be the league or the conference?
1: They do like the divisional series, and then it's all yeah, complicated. Need, yeah, 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 but so here's the thing: this expanding the playoffs in the baseball, yes,
0: the championship <coughs> l- series. They didn't make it to the championship series. Go ahead. So,
1: yeah. So, um, this expanding the playoffs in baseball and then having these earlier rounds be shorter, right, it kind of changes the dynamic. Um, the best team usually wins in a seven-game series, right? But not only do the Dodgers have to face the Padres in a five-game series, the Dodgers had a bye in the first round, and the Padres just they played. played a full right?
0: series It was a series.
1: It was a series. So yeah. they they played the Mets and beat them. Meanwhile, the, <clears throat> the Dodgers are sitting at home, Getting rusty, right? Some of those pitches exactly. haven't pitched in two weeks. Because you right. don't you don't pitch but once a week anyway, right? <laughs> Between rest games and days off, and right. then uh throwing an extra week while the other team's playing. You you they kind of catch you cold, and right. because you only have three chances, right, instead of the normal four, you never get going and you find yourself used you know, one of the best regular seasons of all time out uh, in the first round or your first round. Um I think in baseball will look at that again. Um, because they kind of want the big markets to do well in the playoffs, because that's where the money's at. But right. um, but San Diego has been impressive. Right, they weren't supposed to beat the Mets, and they weren't supposed to beat the Dodgers. Um, and so they they had a good se- season, despite the fact that they lost one of their best players to Fernando
0: Tatis Jr. to Juicy. Yeah, like he was like he was working at Jamba Juice. Which is yes. which is really disheartening because he's he's one of my favorite players to watch. He right. he's and they, he's lightning when at the at the at the plate.
1: And they went all in. They made the big trades. They brought in the closer. They got him some help, and he wasn't and then there. Bang. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I mean, so just imagine what they could have been, right? Absolutely. And what they might be next year,
0: right? uh but he also had his i think he had a second wrist surgery a couple of days ago so we we'll, we we'll, we'll hope that he can uh be ready for spring training but i want you to put on your Dodgers GM hat now technically the Dodgers GM is Brandon Gomes but Andrew Freeman is he's the president of basketball operations so put on your Andrew Baseball. Freeman I'm sorry i said basketball <laughs> yeah sorry it's it's embedded in my brain So Andrew Friedman is the president of baseball operations for the Dodgers. Now he joined the team in uh, 2015. So if you're wearing Andrew Friedman's sport coat sitting in his office, do you bring Dave Roberts back?
1: Yes. Okay. People are going to question Friedman, right? He's been in the world series three of the last five years of the previous five seasons. Um, And then this year they won 111 games, but, um, I don't think you mess with Dave Roberts. He's proven his value. He's proven his worth. Um, and there are rumors here that the, the – the, I don't even have to be rumors. Conventional conventional wisdom says that they go after Aaron Judge, right? Like if anyone can get him from the Yankees, it would be the Dodgers, right? A huge city. He's from California, albeit Northern California, um, and the Dodgers have money to throw around. So um, do you I do not want to, like – Center field and put Aaron Judge to second base where he played originally, right? Oh, so,
0: oh move Mookie to second, back base. to second base. Yeah. So,
1: uh, who oh, which, which he's done, and their
0: second baseman is a free agent, right? And he might be leaving uh, Turner, yes. right? Trey Turner, right? Is it Trey Turner? So one of them are like they could be leaving because his contract is up. So the question is, do you pay him to come back, or do you go after another big bat because he's been struggling recently? He wasn't. I think it was – I feel I feel like it was Trey Turner. He was balling like two years ago, and then he went through a slump, changed his swing, and then it's, he just hasn't kind of gotten right since then.
1: Yeah. And so, um, you know, I the, there's been reports of the, the Dodgers could be considering getting rid of all their Turners and <laughs> exactly. Freeman. And I'm like, I don't think you clean house. I don't think you get rid of – five players from 111 win team to get one great albeit all-time great home run hitter because um, it messes up the dynamic of the game um, you get a great uh, home run hitter and a great right fielder you already have a great right fielder right so you've adjusted those five positions and maybe you lose some prospects or some pitching in order to have more home runs when that's not your problem Right. And it'd be different if he was
0: like Shohei Otani, who can pitch and hit home runs. Then right, he's going to he, help he you make that move.
1: <laughs> exactly. So you know, so I don't, I don't see them doing that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't upset the apple cart, but I would try to dump a whole bushel of apples on top. Meaning, I would try <laughs> to get Judge and add them to what we already have going without
0: breaking it down.
1: Right. But that's the beauty of baseball. You can add
0: without stripping. Because you're not playing against some crazy cap like the NFL or the NBA exactly yeah uh, and it's all but,
1: monopoly money anyway like the the Dodgers can offer judge however much uh, it takes like if if judge stays with the Yankees or goes to any other team, it should not be because the Dodgers or the Yankees didn't offer him the same amount right he needs right. to add something other than money on top of it that he wants because everyone should be able to say whatever the amount of money you is. Is that you want? You can get it if you're one of these teams. If you're, if you're Boston or New York or LA. And remember,
0: know. he said he wanted to be in pinstripes before the before the season started,
1: and but, then they didn't pay him. So exactly. now, oh, now he's a free
0: agent, baby. Show me the money. <laughs> exactly. So Hal steinburner according to Max Calvin on ESPN, is a cheap son. I'm not going to finish the end of it because she's literally a cheap.
1: <laughs> he's a cheap son of of, of uh, the previous owner of
0: the previous owner who was who's also father. last name Steinberg. Yeah, so he's apparently he's a cheap son, according to Max Kellerman, and that's why um, there's there's questions. The judge might even go across town and go play for the Mets because you know their owner is like, I don't care, just win, baby. How much does it cost? Like, let me know. I'll I'll t- I'll put the bill. He didn't buy the Mets to lose. So I'm all for it. But the. Yeah, Dodgers. That's the beauty of, just, so the, yeah. beauty of, the, beauty of the dynamics in baseball, though. Just because you have the highest payroll doesn't mean you're going to win the World Series every year. As a matter Exhibit of fact, a, you usually don't. Don't. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exhibit A the Houston Astros and the Philadelphia Phillies are in the World Series, and neither one of them have the highest payroll. Or I don't know. Really yeah, but one of them cheats.
1: That.
0: Cheated. So then the MLB
1: had to change the rules. If you cheated, then you cheat. <laughs> <laughs> they cheat. You sound like a woman who got cheated on by some man. And you're like, all men cheat. Hey, you I'm just saying, you heard my stat, right? The Dodgers, three of the last five World Series, that yeah. one of those two losses came against the Astros who were proven to have cheated and yet did not lose their title or get suspended or... You know, have any bad things happen to them. So if a person
0: cheats once, are they a cheater forever?
1: (laughs) Yes. We (laughs) have argument about semantics on the show. By definition, if you've cheated, then you're a cheater. Even if you aren't currently cheating. (laughs) Well, MLB, to their defense, they've literally changed the way
0: to communicate from mound (laughs) to uh to home plate. Cause you know the pitchers had the pitcher has like a thing in their head now, like a some sort of like device in their in their hat and the catcher has a device where he taps. So there's like a Morse code type communication going on between the pitcher and the catcher now to prevent players and teams
1: like the Astros from cheating. Did that get the Dodgers their eighth World Series or it no? It didn't. It didn't. Right, but we just going deserve. back to the world series because <laughs> so. the guy
0: cheated again. <laughs> <laughs> but if they're going back to the world series, now they can say, See, we were that good, it wasn't even us cheating,
1: yeah. So that's what the crazy thing about it is. They were that good, they didn't have to cheat to be great, and they did it anyway. And they, they, this is why you know they, they've been whining like against the Yankees, they were like, oh, it was in the past. It was in the past. Forget about it. You derailed – when you derail (laughs) someone's season by cheating, you've hurt people's careers. You've changed the dynamic. you got managers fired, players traded, payday has gone away, all of that (laughs) stuff, right? You don't get to just say it's in the past now, right? Right. You got your ring and your salary and, you know, notoriety or whatever comes with it. And Um, like we were talking about earlier off air – they chose not
0: to strip them and vacate them of their title and give it to the runner-up like they should have done because they were gutless on behalf of the MLB. But yet, they're still keeping people out of the Hall of Fame for, quote-unquote, cheating or juicing or doing things that technically weren't illegal at the time. So the MLB, like you said to your point earlier, is just totally hypocritical.
1: And that's why a lot of
0: people have a huge beef with baseball.
1: So I would caveat that. Um, so I agree with the sentiment in general, but for those that don't follow this so closely, it's a dynamic between the league and the sports writers who right. control who goes in the hall of fame or not. But those same sports writers could put pressure on the league to punish the Astros, which they did it, Absolutely, which is what makes it hypocritical.
0: Right. And uh, the general manager, general manager, the MLB uh, president, or, you know, who runs it could have been like, I've decided you're no longer the champions. We're vacating the title this year. It's going to be blank. It's
1: like they, they vacated records. They banned, they banned Pete Rose from the, exactly. from the league for 40 years. This right? just a big blank that
0: year because you guys cheated. And you had all sorts of like devices and you were banging on trash cans and you had a little, uh, a little person running around the diamond and refused to take his shirt off because he said his, he had a stupid tattoo and his wife didn't want people to see his chest. They were giving ridiculous excuses for not showing about how deep they went to cheat. He had, he had microphones and everything else apparently strapped to his chest like he was Tom Cruise in a Mission Impossible movie because he's a he's cheater. The only
1: reason that we found out about it, right, is because one of the players who was on the team cheating got traded to another team. And when yep. he had to play the Astros, he was like, no, nah, I'm not going to play them anymore. They cheat. <laughs> 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 oh, my goodness. all right we, I think we've got enough baseball, <laughs> baseball. in. Uh, we, we got the World Series set. Um, a lot of excitement going, um, also interesting from baseball's point of view, right? Do you know when, uh, when this next game is, it starts Friday and I'm so excited. It's October 28th. You know, when this, the previous series ended, it's like, uh, don't tell me the The 23rd. Yeah. So they get like five days off, which is perfect. No football, no football on Tuesday. No football on Wednesday. N- only one game on Thursday that no one wants to watch, and MLB yeah. doesn't play any of those games, any of those <laughs> days. They wait till the twenty eighth, right? Yep. So that They're they can play through the weekend, weekend and go up against college football and basketball and, and Halloween uh, and everything else. And yeah. Halloween, yeah. Right? They live in a <laughs> vacuum
0: of like older people who watch their game regardless.
1: <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. It's like we've been we've been watching baseball all week. <laughs> True. But I will say this.
0: I watched the Phillies play – they played the Padres, right? Yeah, they beat the Padres to go into the World Series. Um, was, was it the Padres? Yeah. 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 I watched two of their home games in Philadelphia, and their fans go absolutely berserk like they're at like an ED, EDM concert. They were all in. Cause, you know, no, the they've face- already
1: torn up the city. The World Series hasn't even started yet.
0: They tried to grease the light poles to keep people from, from climbing. <laughs> they the light poles. you they still climbed them. There's, so a, there's, I, a, there's
1: a headline from the Philadelphia Inquirer. Philly fans <laughs> celebrate like it's 2008. Because <laughs> every time they win something, they go nuts. They lose their minds. Start trash in the city. And I They're devoted zero, fans.
0: I have zero desire to see any of those games that are played in Houston. But I'm going to be tuning in to those games played in Philadelphia because their fans are absolutely chaotic when they play at home in the playoffs. I'm all in. And also, there's a guy with the one of the best ne- last names in the history of mankind who's a bad man. He's got a bad beard. Bryce Harper, baby. <laughs> so I'm going to be rooting for him to hit home runs and throw throw bats across the yard because – People, You know, Bryce Harper, he's obviously he's not LeBron James, but he was the chosen one coming out of high school, out of high school in Vegas. And he's, you know, he's at this point, he's basically lived up to expectations. He did really well in um, in D.C. And then he took a big bag of money and the people were like, oh, my God, I can't believe he's leaving the Nationals going to the Philadelphia Phillies for, you know, a large amount of money but he did it. He took everything on the chin. He did all the interviews. A lot of the commentators at ESPN were saying, you know, every time we asked him to be mic'd up, he was always cool. He was always positive. He's always like all in with the Phillies and all the fruits of his labor is really coming to. And at the time when he went to Philadelphia, they weren't a contender, but he stayed with them. He stayed positive and he's been playing lights out the last couple of games. I'm really happy for that last, that last name, Harper, because, I sure hope he wins the World Series and I can wear that around town.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we'll get you a <laughs> we'll get you a Bryce Harper jersey. <laughs> exactly. But let's pivot to football. You want to pivot to football or basketball? Let's talk a little NFL.
0: So, the NFL is in disarray because two Hall of Fame quarterbacks are stinking right now. Aaron it's Rodgers. great.
1: I love it. One, cuz these guys are going to get old. They can't they shouldn't be, they shouldn't play forever, right? We should get new young talent, right? But Absolutely. The the nfl we talk about the league having parity but this season is like a snapshot of the <laughs> most like the, the biggest difference between expectations and reality that we've had right. in a long time um the rams um they've had a lot of injuries um they they're missing players on offense Multiple wide receivers. Of course, Odell is still out with a knee injury. Van Jefferson just got activated today. Um, who knows if he'll play next week? Um, then Cam Akers seems blockers. to have forgotten how to run. They're missing offensive linemen. They're, they're Their Hall of Fame offensive linemen retired. Yes. He's on Amazon. So, you know, they're not the same. You know, Von similar scenario. A
0: went to Buffalo. They're a mess.
1: Right. Similar scenario in uh, Tampa, right? Yeah, um, And then with all the drama going on with Tom Brady, they're not the same. Mm. Uh, Green Bay lost their best wide receiver, and their offense is completely falling apart. Um, you know, you got other teams that kind of seemingly have come out of nowhere. Uh, the n- new coach of the New York Giants has them yep. absolutely rolling he so far, cool. right? They have beat who's on their schedule, as we like to say. Uh, that includes <laughs> exactly. uh, those Packers we talked about and the Bears and the Panthers. Shout out um,
0: to Brian Daywell. They say he's the most popular fat man in New York since Biggie.
1: <laughs> Put some respect on that guy's name. Come on, guys.
0: Absolutely. Uh, but, yeah, so
1: it's got the Giants and the Eagles with the best records in the uh, NFC, along with the Minnesota Vikings following closely behind. Uh Eagles are still undefeated, uh, having played six games in seven weeks into the season. so this is ahead. oh yeah so this has been great talk
0: about absolutely people talk about kirk cousins he can't win the big game he can't do this he can't do that he got a new coach who's offensive minded from the rams i believe and now he's cooking he's five and one and they're playing some really good football uh i don't know if green bay is going to be able to catch up to minnesota in that nfc east i'm sorry the nfl nfc nfc north because right now Minnesota's sitting at five and one, Green Bay's at three and four, and they and they already the lost to them,
1: right? So they can't make up an extra game playing against them.
0: And they're on the road this week in prime time at Buffalo. Buffalo's coming off a bye. That's I
1: a- don't like whatever the spread is, and <laughs> that game is not big enough. I don't follow. I'm not. I don't follow the point spreads. I'm not a big gambler, but I could tell you right now that the spread's not big enough. Don't get suckered in. <laughs> There's going to be a beatdown. <laughs> I heard earlier that the spread is like fourteen points or eleven, which is enormous for you guys. Don't realize that is an enormous number (laughs) in football. That's
0: like saying they're going to lose by like thirty-five points. Yes. And to your point, if we recorded next week, which would have been you know the first week of November, and we say, "Hey, Jason, let's look back at at that game last week," if the score was forty-five to twelve, I wouldn't be surprised at all.
1: I'm not gonna be surprised because Buffalo is incredible offensively and incredible defensively, and the Green Bay is not good at either one. The right only now. thing that
0: can unfortunately the only thing that might be able to protect the Packers from that beatdown is some crazy windstorm like a weather game, play. kinda like <laughs> they had last year against, against the Patriots, the right? Yeah, where you can only run um, the ball. And that just that just makes you uh makes a score like first to ten wins. So you they're gonna for like a blizzard or a windstorm.
1: I've got another what if for you. Okay. What if I said eight weeks ago <laughs> that the Jets were gonna be five and two?
0: The Jets are cooking right now. Their defense is playing out of their mind. Uh the kid, uh Tavon Thibodeau, shout out to Dorsey High School. Fun fact Thibodeau with Thibodeau, Thibodeau, I was confused how to say that name with Thibodeau from uh, the Knicks. But I believe this guy goes by, this young man goes by Thibodeau, Kayvon Thibodeau. He went to Dorsey High School before transferring to Oaks Christian. And then he went on from Oaks Christian to go on to be a stud standout uh, pass rusher at the University of Oregon. So shout out to the young man who went to a high school that I coached at a couple of years ago. But yes, to answer your point and to circle back, they are playing out of their minds. And the biggest thing with them is as long as they can get their uh, quarterback, Zach Wilson, not to try to be Brett Favre 2.0 and just take care of the ball, hand it off and just keep the chains moving. I think they'll be fine.
1: Yeah. So Robert Sala, uh, has been, he has these guys playing really well. I, um, I will have to, um, I I feel bad for young man, uh, the they back. call him Brees Lightning, yep. uh, their running back, who's a rookie, who was on his way to being uh, rookie of the year, offensive Absolutely. rookie of the year, uh, Brees Hall. He, he tore his ACL. Tore his ACL. That's a tough story uh, for that team, who was rolling. This young man was off to a stellar start.
0: And shout-out to Joe Douglas, who's drafting all these guys. He's doing his job. Joe Douglas is the GM for the Jets. He's doing a really good job. So shout-out to him. And shout-out to Robert Sala. And Sala said he's keeping receipts.
1: He's he keeping said it. Was, it. was it week one or week two? He said, don't think we're not keeping receipts.
0: <laughs> he, and he, he means one of those long Walgreens receipts. It's yes. Like, <laughs> not, the little, not the little bitty one at the, at the corner store. He wants one of those Walgreens receipts for everybody who's doubting him and his Jets. So shout-out to them. They're playing some really good football, and they took that that show on the road. They won. Uh, they're winning all over the place. And when you win on the road, I believe the Jets are undefeated on the road. And I heard somebody saying on ESPN, if you can win on the road in the NFL, that's a mark of a good team because that means you travel. That means your defense travels. So shout-out right. to Robert Stala, person of color doing big things as a head coach in the NFL. But, so normally like
1: – Normally, this is a part of the conversation when we start to uh, transition off of a sport where we tell you what good matchups to look at, except (laughs) (laughs) the NFL, you give them the stat.
0: (laughs) The NFL is chaotic. So if you wanted to see a game this weekend with a bunch of winning teams, what if I told you it's not going to be the game between the Ravens and the Bucks, the 49ers and the Rams, or the Packers and the Bills? It's the Giants and the Seahawks. That's the one game in week eight that has two winning teams. Shout out to, what did you call him, Matt Jones? What did you call him? Uh, what was his? Danny Dimes. I'm sorry. Danny
1: Dimes. Daniel Jones. Danny Dimes. Come <laughs> on, give the guy some respect. <laughs>
0: yeah. Shout out to Danny Dimes, and shout out to uh, that bad, bad man in a Seattle Seahawks uniform, Jason What's his name so the world could know it? Because people were doubting him for years.
1: Pete Carroll. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh, Shout no, out no, to Geno Smith. Geno Smith, yeah. Geno Gino's Smith is tristan. having a fantastic season. With but also Pete Carroll, name. who has his team playing extremely well.
0: A lot of people thought the game had passed Pete Carroll by. They thought he was too old to, you know, to stay with the new the new times. He's a defensive coach. The NFL is switching to a more Offensive oriented game style, game plan, and style. Um, I
1: think that that narrative is ridiculous. I don't know. If you're going to label the head coach, the head coach is in charge of the offense and the defense. But if you're going to say that the head coach is either a defensive guy or an offensive guy, depending upon where he came from, right? John Harbaugh came from special teams, which is right crazy. Right? Is that (laughs) the right Harbaugh? I mix up my Harbaughs. Yeah, John Harbaugh. He came from special teams. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thirteen of the active coaches came from defense. That's two coaches away from half the league. Half the <laughs> league is defense, and half the league is offense. And one of the coaches is special teams. This is this is a fake narrative that the league has transitioned away from defensive coaches is nonsense. <laughs>
0: fair point. Fair point. But like you said, to circle back. The Jets are playing really good football, and they're they they're again they're playing really good football. And when I say that, they're beating the teams on their schedule. They're beating the teams in front of them. So the Jets right now are sitting at. Uh, let me look at the Jets. Oh, five right and
1: now. two.
0: Five and two. Yeah, the Jets are at five and two. They're trailing Buffalo. They're not gonna. They're not gonna catch Buffalo. They're in their definitely... division. They can
1: catch them. They're one game back. Jason.
0: <laughs> <laughs> their best hope is that they can maybe beat out uh, Miami for that wild card spot because they're only one game ahead of uh, of the Dolphins. Let's hope that Tua can stay upright uh, because you know if if Tua would have been healthy, they could have probably been five and two and tied for second place in the division. So You're right about that. The Jets. Yeah, keep an eye on the Jets and also, like you said, keep an eye on the other team. Uh, that plays in New York in the metal, in, in the form of the Meadowlands. The Giants are sitting at six one because Saquon Barkley is a bad man and he wants a big old bag of money to go with his Lawrence Taylor hanging earring.
1: So, oh yeah, depending. you can also fit him for an MVP award too. So he's far through the season, lot. he's MVP. He is outstanding. He looks he's fantastic. Doing everything
0: absolutely. He's hitting the hole. He's not tippy-toeing, twinkle-toes when he gets to the hole. He's hitting the hole, and then he's, he's yakking, which means he's getting a lot of yards after catch. He's doing everything. Uh, so so he's if, doing- if,
1: if you find yourself – in an open field, staring down Saquon Barkley, you might as well just grab your hamstring, pull a cramp, whatever. Make a let decision. That man put a move on you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he is playing really well. Absolutely. Absolutely. But as bad as Tom Brady is playing, they're still the number one team in the NFC South. That's how bad the NFC, NFC South stinks. The Falcons should be ashamed of themselves, but then again, they don't have a quarterback. Carolina don't have a quarterback. And the... Oh, my God, the New, Orleans, the New Orleans Saints stink. They're the what? Two and five. The Saints are sitting at
1: two you and five. You sound disappointed. And I feel like if you would have listened to your good friend seven <laughs> weeks ago, you wouldn't be disappointed.
0: Uh, well, I never had faith in Jameis, but I didn't think they'd be sitting at two and five. But to his defense, he was playing with a broken back, literally. And then they put in the beige water pistol, Andy Dalton. He didn't do much better. And then they got this weird thing at tight end where they're like paying him star money. So they're like, well, let's just hand it off to him and see if he can run for victories. And that's clearly not working. And then this star wide receiver seems to always be hurt. Uh, I don't understand what's going on in New Orleans. He, he's, he he First, he had a bum ankle that held him out almost two years. Now it's his toe. I just can't figure out what's going on in New Orleans. So.
1: So what's going on you. is that the glue that was holding that whole system together was Sean Payton and Drew Brees, and it's gone. There's no mortar sure. in the wall, and it's falling apart.
0: <laughs> the Saints are back to the Saints. that was there when I was playing uh, at Xavier University. Shout out to Xavier, pre-Katrina. That's how that's what they looked like when I was there. People would come to the games with uh, with bags on their heads because they stinked. They stunk when they were there. When I was there, yes,
1: you're right. Yeah, paper bags on your head at the game. They're like they did not like <laughs> the, the Saints have a great fan base, a great following. The fans were not happy with the uh, quality of that team. And no, Jarvis Landry's uh, Reeves- banged
0: up. Taquan Smiths banged up. Chris Olave, which is the exciting rookie from Ohio State, he's banged up. Michael Thomas. I don't know what's up with Mike T. He has been banged
1: his, up for four straight years. It seems like he, he got his payday and
0: his body fell apart, or he's just like Nah, I'm good. Because, uh, uh, but I, I mean, I understand. Like who who you, who's gonna who you gonna go out there and play with? you just gonna be running routes, just running on air because you're not gonna get the ball thrown to you. So, <laughs> so I mean, I get it. But at the same time, like, what are we doing in New Orleans right now? But at least the Pelicans are playing well, right? But yeah, so far, I, yeah, they yeah.
1: were until they got now. They lost. Oh, well, we'll get to them. <laughs> exactly. But what is happening with the
0: uh, with the Patriots at the quarterback position, Jason? What 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 do you make of that that mess, that hodgepodge of Monday Night Football just
1: stinkingness that we
0: saw last night?
1: So, Mac Jones. <laughs> he came out there with that brace on after that high ankle sprain. Yep. He needs to take a page out of, uh, he needs to take a page out of, learn from what was going on in Dallas and what happened in, uh, in LA three years ago or two, two years ago, right? <laughs> Jared Goff had to have the hand surgery, then came right. back and played in a game with an open wound on his hand. Right. <laughs> and, and risk further injury um, to prove how tough he was. And they ended up shipping him out of town, right? Yeah. True. <laughs> Two games later, it was his last game on the team. And Dallas, you got the opposite thing going on, right? While, uh, Dak was injured, his Cooper replacement Cal- was Cooper, playing Cooper, well.
0: Cal- uh, Cooper, what, what, Cooper, oh, Rush. Cooper Rush. Cooper
1: <laughs> Rush. Yes. So Cooper Rush is playing well and Dak wants to play, but the team's like, we have faith in you. Just get healthy. But right. when I saw Daniel Jones out there with that brace on, they let me know he wasn't confident in his position as a starter to begin with. Uh, because I mean,
0: Bailey Zappi was cooking. I want to get it back out there too. And Bailey Zappi has nothing to do with the zappy potato chips that are delicious from New Orleans. But Bailey Zappi has been hooping the last two or three games. So I get it. I mean, if if you – like Jay Will Jay Willis said this earlier on ESPN Radio. Uh, ESPN, I need my cut for shouting y'all out. He said, any player is always going to get out there. He said, deep down inside, you're never rooting for the person who replaced you due to injury. You never want your backup to ball. I don't care what people say in the media. I don't care what people say to their teammates. You never want your replacement to ball because that means you're on your way out of town. you got tiny windows to make the most of these sports careers. So there's no way that Mac Jones wanted Bailey Zappi to succeed. I don't care what Dak said. He was not rooting for Cooper Rush.
1: They beat the Lions and the Browns. No one thinks that Zappy was some baller, came some world beater. Right? Did you see
0: all those fans in New England with, with Bailey Zappi signs? And when tell I that say to, no one, that,
1: I don't mean crazy rabbit fans. Tell <laughs> that to uh,
0: Bill Belichick, who yanked Mac Jones. After one pick and like, what, two, I think he had less than six pass attempts last night. He said, come sit next to me, oh, Matt.
1: Don't, that's my point. So that's my point. Mac Jones, if you're not ready, don't rush back there. Don't throw a brace on it. Rush back there and play poorly <laughs> because it's only going to get you yanked. Like what happened, right? He didn't learn from experience. Or learn, learn, he needs to learn from that experience. If you're not fully ready to go, Right? There's no excuses. As soon as you step on the field, you're expected to perform. And you get out there and you perform poorly, whether you got torn lats or not, Russell Wilson, <laughs> they're going to yank you <laughs> and play but the players, other guy.
0: But the flip side of that is players play injured all the time because they understand if my replacement comes in in balls, I might be shipped the hell out of town.
1: So as a general rule, and as a general the, principle, understand. your replacement <laughs> – Makes more money than you, right? Like there's some 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 small exceptions, right? Like the Russell Wilson's rookie year, they had just signed Matt Flynn to a big deal. And Russell you mean was the person like,
0: in front of you plays makes more money? You said the person replacing. So oh yeah, sorry, yeah. And your backup generally makes more. Your makes backup
1: generally makes less money than you. So right. if they come in and ball, it's the team's best interest to keep them for less money than you, right? Uh, You should ask this guy, Tom Brady, about that, right? And ask Drew Bledsoe and Tony Romo, right? Drew Bledsoe got replaced by both these guys because they came (laughs) in and balled when he was hurt and played better than him, and he was out of town. These quarterbacks see that for sure. Mac Jones had to have that in his mind, but if you're going to come back too early, you can't play poorly. By the way... Go ahead. If with, listen, with, Bill Belichick with, says that he told both of them that they were both, both going to get in the game anyway.
0: Yeah, but Bill Belichick also treats the quarterback position like it's a defensive tackle or a linebacker position, and acts like so he acts, says acts like acts like the quarterback position isn't the most isn't the hardest position to play in all the professional sports. And if you got two quarterbacks, you don't have one. So I don't know about that that mumbo jumbo that he was telling us. Like, th- th- miss me with that, hoodie. I don't believe that for one second. You playing them both. So you, you don't believe one? he's
1: so arrogant that he would tell his quarterbacks <laughs> that uh, I'm gonna play you both because I don't know who's better. Try to get them both to play harder.
0: But we see how that worked out. Is my point. Yeah, he should have just stayed with his starter, who is Mac Jones, who he drafted in the first round of the NFL draft last year. But if you again-
1: if you told him that Tom Brady <laughs> would have never seen the field. Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> Like, I mean, what do you, that's, that's the deal. That's what, that's what he does. He's looking for his next Tom Brady. Like he's looking for this guy that he drafted late to come in and ball. But you drafted Mac Jones last
0: year in the first round. Like that that didn't play good enough.
1: So this is, this is, this is what, (laughs) this is what Bill Belichick does, right? Historically, he moves on from a player a little bit sooner than everyone else thinks he should. Right? Historically. So you're you're saying... He tried to move on from Tom Brady six years ago. Right? And Tom Brady had to go to Robert Kraft and say, hey, get Jimmy Garoppolo out of here. Bill was trying to move on from me. So you're saying moving on from
0: a player that you drafted last year in the first round is moving off of a player a little bit faster than other players, other coaches?
1: I mean, we gotta go, like, (laughs) we can go to business school and talk (laughs) a little bit about sunken cost. Right? It doesn't matter (laughs) when you drafted them if they're not good enough right now.
0: So you're saying that Mac Jones is not good enough and Bailey Zappi is better based on the two-game sample size against two no.
1: crappy teams that you just pointed out. I'm saying that <laughs> Bill Belichick doesn't know if he's better or not, and so he's trying to play them both to figure it out. <laughs> How do you not know?
0: You're supposed to be the the best coach in the history of the game. You
1: thought you knew, and then you put in Zappy for two games, and he's averaged 34 points. So you're like, "Whoa!" Crappiest
0: team in NFL.
1: (laughs) But the so so yes, so that's true, right? (laughs) But the third team was the Bears. So it was like the Lions, the Browns, and then it was the Bears. It's not like they put him in against the Jets. (laughs) <laughs> I can't believe I just said the Jets, but yeah, it's not like he put them in against the Jets or the Bills, but it was the Bears. He was thinking I was about to get another cupcake and beat them. And for some reason, the Bears decided, maybe they decided they had a long week because they played on Thursday night. And maybe it was because Justin Fields said, I'm tired of losing these games. Uh, was, the Bears decided they were going to come and play. Hard. Run
0: around. I'm tired of getting sacked. I'm not trying to go out like car. I'm trying to run around. Either I'll get hit outside the pocket, but you're not going to just crumble me in the pocket. Yes,
1: <laughs> I'm going to sit out here and get crushed.
0: Exactly. All right, let's pivot uh, before we get out of here. Pivots in the NBA. By who the way, your- by the way,
1: the Bears that went over the Patriots. Their other two wins are the Texans, who are awful, and awful. the 49ers when they were starting Trey Lance.
0: There's another awful. Oh, yes. <laughs> exactly, in that like that rainbow. That was like week one. It was, a, rainbow.
1: It? It was a fun game to watch, even though it was, it was atrocious football. football.
0: Exactly, because exactly. <laughs> it's mistakes and fumbles, blown coverages. It's chaos when the when the elements are like that. I like those games. They don't score a lot of points, but there's so many mistakes you can't turn it off. Yeah. But yeah, so. <laughs> Let's uh, let's move from NFL to NBA again. Like we said, the seasons you know just started. Some teams have played as little as three or four games. Two
1: right games now, actually. Some teams have only played twice. Yeah. One week into the season, which so is so. Go ahead. Who's no, it's just crazy.
0: Course, it is crazy that some teams have played four. Some teams have played like two. Who is your dark horse right now to win MVP? Give me a top three.
1: Oh, I. I don't have a dark horse. I think there's too many great players for some okay. dark horse to come and win. You got Giannis, of course. You got uh I think Steph. Joker's
0: out. They're not going to give him three in a row. That's just not going to happen.
1: No, especially since Murray back, they're healthy now. They're not going to yeah. give him another one. Embiid has a chance if the team stops playing like garbage. And if LeBron <laughs> plays like he played last year, but he plays 60 games instead of 40 games, then he could potentially win MVP. Because that's what kept him out last year was the absence. He missed too many games, but he was like a tenth of a point behind and beat for like the scoring title. He was like 38 and 8. If he does that again this what? year and plays in all the games or a good portion of the games, like I say 75% of them, he's going to win MVP. That's my dark no horse. Shot. He has no shot. Dude, no LeBron James no is shot. My, that's what makes him my dark horse because you think he doesn't have a shot. And I'm thinking that if at 38, he averages 38, or sorry, 30. Eight and eight, like he did last you year.
0: You know why he has no shot? Because the Lakers aren't going to be anywhere near the top of the West.
1: You don't got to be near the top.
0: When's the You're last time be solid? When's the last time somebody's been in the middle of the pack and won MVP? Like Russell Westbrook, like four, five years ago.
1: And that's like eight seed. He won the MVP.
0: Yeah, but he also averaged triple double and the, the 38 was, and
1: eight from a 38 year old LeBron. You don't think that's substantial. He's going to be doing it shooting out. I'm telling you, that's my dark horse. You're not supposed to believe it should happen. That's what makes it my dark horse.
0: <laughs> that's fine. I'll give you that, but he has no shot of winning MVP because I, I remember there was a trend for a long time that the MVP was to like one of the top teams, the in most the surprised division.
1: best player, on the best team or the most surprising story.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, yeah, exactly, but to your point. So I don't think that – it's almost like the the voters are are tired of LeBron's greatness, which is unfortunate. We have a friend who's tired of LeBron's greatness, and he said he just wants him to retire. We've seen it. So he's he's just like the voters. Because in theory, LeBron should have been a seven-time MVP, just like MJ should have been like a nine-time you just MVP. You
1: just added dynam- – LeBron's about to end the season as a leading all-time scorer in the NBA, and he's on average nearly 30 points a game. He's going to win. I write it down. (laughs) Set a reminder. He has no shot. At the end of the season.
0: They have no shot. And he's also playing with Anthony Davis. It's not like he's Russell Westbrook playing with an expansion team in OKC.
1: I mean, he'll be playing with Anthony Davis for like 40 games.
0: (laughs) That could be true, too. That could be true, too. But, you know, those old bodies, they don't play as many uh, as many games as it used to. And that's,
1: that's the thing. That's what makes him my dark horse. And that, that was my qualifier. If he plays 75% of the games, which is about 60, right. that's, a, that's a lot because he hasn't played that in a few years.
0: I got three people. I, actually, I got four that are in my condition.
1: Just, no, 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 no. Okay, who's well, your dark horse?
0: Oh, my dark horse?
1: We could talk about the um, other contenders. Who's your Jason dark Tatum horse? Jason Tatum
0: is my dark horse. Considering he's playing with a substitute teacher. Uh, roaming the sidelines. <laughs> I got Jason Tatum as my dark horse because I think they're going to be around the top of the East again. So and you he's think he's going to be different
1: from last year where last year, sometimes he looked like he was great and sometimes he looked like he wasn't interested. You expect him to change that? I think he's going to be
0: different this year because uh, since Umeodoka Odoka is gone, that team has, a, like, they've kind of bonded together, and they, I think they're going to come with that, like, it's us against the world type of mentality. I don't know if that cliche is really real because they're professionals getting paid to play the game of basketball, but, you know, it sounds good. And like Also, there's going to be, like,
1: 18,000 people cheering for them in 42 <laughs> of their games. I mean, them against the world. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Like, they said they still don't even know uh,
0: the length of the suspension and some of the details. So they might feel like it's literally the guys in the locker room against the world. So if he takes on that kind of mentality, I think Jason Tatum got a shot. And then also Ja Morant, because he's a bad, bad man. And he actually had a shot of beating the Golden State Warriors before they went to the finals last year, before he went down. So Ja is special. And then Luka. I think Luka has a chance because, you know, uh, Dallas went to the Western Conference Finals. They've revamped their their roster. I shouldn't say revamped; They've added some pieces to that. They've tweaked. Yeah. So I,
1: I think that those are all valid MVP suggestions. I, like to me, those aren't the dark horses; those are the obvious ones. Luca and Ja are fantastic. You know, they're two of my favorite players. Ja, probably Luka probably Jason my favorite.
0: Tatum decides not to play sometimes. That's why I said he's my dark horse. Oh right, yeah, so I so
1: I believe that's the dark horse because I think people think that he decides not to play sometimes, <laughs> so they don't <laughs> think he's consistent enough, and so right. it, it's not expected of him to be the MVP. Um, right. But um, I think Luca and Ja. Gotta be, they gotta be the two most fun players to watch in the league this year.
0: Trey Lance is a Trey Lance, Trey Young is fun too. What about the Clippers? Are they gonna make any noise? Do they have anybody that's gonna be in the MVP voting?
1: (sighs) (laughs) I almost hurt myself rolling my eyes so hard at the suggestion (laughs) that we should consider the Clippers, you call me when the Clippers do something, and you're on the
0: same page. We need to go play the lottery because this rarely happens. I tried to tell somebody that earlier. They were like, the Clippers are going to be in condition. They got a, they got a stack roster. They got two All-Stars, two Hall of Famers. I said all that sounds like this. sounds like
1: different. every year for the last 10 years. <laughs> exactly.
0: It sounds like they're the Clippers, and we've seen what they've, they've done. They've clippered their way out of the playoffs every year in the form of losses, in the form of injuries, or the, in the form of next year is going to be our year. On paper, they are amazing. I think there was a poll by NBA GMs, and they were picked on to finish paper, second in the West. Which Golden is crazy. On paper,
1: they're like the fourth best team in the West. And that, those
0: GMs also said that it was going to be the Lakers against the, Nets, against the Nets last year in the NBA Finals. So we, know, we see how much they know I, about So <laughs> that, <laughs> I, I don't know why
1: you, you – this is your, your shtick on them. I don't know why you're – I know that you understand this, but you seem to not want to believe it. What? The Lakers' issues were that LeBron and AD and Russ only played 20 games together. Injury is different from lack of ability. They were injured a lot, and the Nets were injured a lot. And they're only going to get older. They might get injured again, but it wasn't because they didn't have talent. It's because their talent was hurt. <laughs> so, the... um so so you want to you, you want to look at these teams and figure out exactly what's going to make this dynamic change you you, you got to suspend your disbelief that there won't be injury and uh hopefully you know we get over the injury and the Lakers are great again and they win the championship and everyone's happy everyone being me All right, so you can lose faith in the Lakers if you want, but I am going to have hope that they're going to be healthy, LeBron's going to be MVP, and they're going to be just fine.
0: And I feel that if LeBron is healthy and if AD is healthy, they still have a bunch of bums around them outside of my main man, Pat Beverly. So as good as they're going to be, they're not going to be better than the Clippers if they're healthy. They're not going to be better than the Suns, Mavs, the Grizzlies. Uh, the Warriors. That's that, so. Even healthy, I feel like the Lakers are playing just based on their talent.
1: Last year, when the Lakers were healthy, they were fourth best in the in the, in the league up okay. until December when the injury started. So, when I say going to be just fine, I'm saying like between four and six, right? And then mm. competitive in the playoffs, right? Like when the playoffs happen. Then you got to contend with LeBron and AD in a short stretch, right? And a team that is playing great defense, some of the best in the league, through four games, through three games, right? Um, so super early, but they they play defense different now than they were last season. Um, so you did, they just have what? to stop taking jump shots from the three point line. I don't know why they won't stop. They just won't stop. It's crazy. <laughs> they just keep taking them.
0: Because they're being left open for a reason. So, here you go. I'll, I'll name eight teams that are better than the Lakers right now. Okay, you ready? We got mm-hmm. Denver. We got Golden State, the Clippers, the Suns, the Mavericks, the Grizzlies, the Pelicans. That's seven. So, you're talking about playing JT Mag 1.
1: Oh, no, no, So <laughs> So, they, they could have a so – the Pelicans aren't going to be healthy this whole time, right? So, they're already not healthy. They already missed two starters today. Right, they're two best starters. So, but I'm saying if, they, if I'm saying all things equal,
0: if all those teams that I mentioned, along with the Lakers, are healthy, that's they're still like playing status. Are they better than Minnesota? Yes, definitively or possibly.
1: Yeah, oh, definitively. So, right, again, <laughs> you're 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 given this image of the injured Lakers from last year, right? Not the. <laughs> The over the last two years, right? I'm telling you, LeBron James you, is good at basketball.
0: Out, Utah, yeah, he is. He's really good, but Utah it's Apple is, 5, is
1: broken. Utah supposed to be tanking. I don't know why they're, I don't know why they look so good <laughs> <laughs> the
0: first couple of games. I'm sure Danny Ainge is like, this is not what I got you guys in here to do. <laughs> so, yeah, take out Utah and you can insert the Lakers. That's fine. But it's just gonna be tough, man. I don't. I don't. don't So,
1: so my dynamic is like: if the Lakers are like four to six, you're gonna tell me they can't beat the Suns in the playoffs, who got beat by Dallas last year.
0: I mean, the Suns were in the NBA finals two years ago,
1: and they got beat by Dallas last year by 33 points at home to get (laughs) put out the playoffs. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. So you're saying,
0: all things considered, if everyone is healthy, they have a chance because they have LeBron James and AD.
1: Right. So, like, in a healthy series in the NBA, a healthy LeBron and AD gives you a chance to win against any team. but Against most teams.
0: You're talking about AD in the bubble, not the worst shooting jump shot, jump shooting artist in the NBA right now. Because he's, he's pretty bad from three. He's really, really bad, and he shoots a lot of threes.
1: Oh, no, not just from three. He's the worst jump shooter in the league over the last two seasons out of anyone <laughs> who's taken 500 jump shots. There's a stat for you. That's huh? your leader? No, he's not my leader, <laughs> right? He's my second best player. Yeah, that's, the a, that's my the problem. That's your co-pilot? <laughs> they will figure that out, right? <laughs> you know, this this idea, this dynamic of jump shooting, everyone wants to take long jumpers is crazy. Luka Doncic scored 37 points today. He was 14 of 17 from inside three point line and two for 13 from three, but he took 13 threes, right? He was shooting amazing from inside the three and awful from outside and still shooting. took 13 threes. This <laughs> is a pattern you see in the NBA. Like guys, right. A three is worth more than two when you make it. make it. <laughs> and by definition, it's a,
0: it's a lower percentage shot because it's further away from the from the basket. So
1: it's hard yeah. to make. So those, those people who are taking so many of them is because they make them. Just because Steph Curry <laughs> can take 11 threes in a game and hit half of them or He's hit eight of them.
0: Ever. You aren't.
1: Yeah. Doesn't mean you should be taking 11 threes or 13 threes in the game. It doesn't mean the Lakers, who are the worst three-point shooting team ever, should be taking forty threes. should be averaging 30 some threes a game that's not your game and maybe lebron they're... said it after game one this is not the talent that we have there's a unsaid portion of that this is not the talent that we have and so we shouldn't be taking forty threes. but maybe they're taking
0: so many threes because the the defenders are sacking off them and they're clogging up the paint so all you can right. do is shoot threes
1: exactly you're
0: at least heal
1: you you If If I know you can't
0: shoot, I'm gonna sag and allow you to shoot. Sag meaning I'm gonna clog the paint and force. So so so
1: so I'm okay with I'm okay with shooting jumpers, right? Because we just talk about the difference between jumpers and threes with (laughs) a D, right? If you're standing at the three point line and they sag off you, take two steps in and take the two pointer. Because you shoot it at a higher percentage than the three. Every single one of them shoots the two-point jumper higher than the three. (laughs) Like, them taking 43s is like giving themselves 20 turnovers in the game. You have no chance of making them. And
0: it's by design that you're open. Like, if you're open, you're open for a reason. The defense wants
1: you to take those shots (laughs) because they don't think you can make them. Exactly. No one thinks you can make them, stop taking them. If you could
0: shoot, them. they would do this thing called running you off the line, where they would close out hard and make you dribble towards the basket.
1: Yeah, what you're doing is you're bailing out the defense. you got LeBron James is nigh unstoppable inside, and Anthony Davis, when he decides to play inside, is close to unstoppable. And Russell Westbrook, when he dives to the basket, is one of the best of all time. Yep. And you bail the defense out by not using any of those weapons. You just sit around jacking up threes. And, and Russell shooting, Westbrook, I'm talking to you too.
0: about or, or by shooting jump shots up one with less than thirty seconds left in the game.
1: Yes. <laughs> right? All of them. LeBron too. LeBron, you're shooting twenty five percent from three this season so far. Right. Exactly. You're you're they talk about the new kid. Was it Ryan? The kid yeah. that uh during the telecast they kept saying They brought him in because of how well he shot that three in the preseason. That earned him a contract. He was like 11 for 33. He shot less than 35% from three. That earned him a spot on the Lakers. That's how bad they are. Is less than the league average will get you a spot on the team because that's good for that team. It's awful. Stop taking on those threes.
0: All you got to do is take a book out of Kevin, take a page out of Kevin Durant's book and DeMar DeRozan. The art of the mid-range jump shot. It ain't dead, baby. You can make a ton of money. You can win a lot of games and score a lot of points by shooting the mid-range. Ask Kobe. Ask MJ. Ask a lot of players in the history of the NBA. You Kawhi Leonard. He shoots
1: the mid-range for like twenty games a season. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) For the twenty, he's available.
1: (laughs) Yes, that's That's crazy.
0: Well, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, I just want to let you guys know that J&J Radio is coming to Instagram. Uh, we're going to have a, a launch coming up, so I want you guys to follow our Instagram page. Once it's up, we'll give you guys the URL and all that kind of good stuff. But for the time being, make sure you subscribe to all the podcasts. I'm sorry, subscribe to our podcast and all the platforms. And also make sure you check out our website. If you don't know where to find us in terms of a podcast or if you don't know how to direct people where to find us, J That's the easiest way to find our, our information. You can go there. You can su- subscribe there and send it again to your friends, family, coworkers, anybody that wants to get a laugh or learn something about sports. Uh, Jay, you want to say anything before we wrap it up?
1: Yeah. Um, I think we'll be remiss if we didn't mention uh, a disappointing, if not devastating decision today um, in Russia to, uphold britney grinder's uh oh, yeah. sentence of uh, yeah. nine years um in prison in a penal colony in russia it's just it's just awful and, and the judge took,
0: gave it like 30 minutes
1: of give like her 30 appeal. minutes she's been in yeah. she's been there for months almost a year now right maybe a little bit more I forget the exact date. It's a long time, yeah. It's been a long time, and he gave it a cursory thirty minutes. It means uh, her situation was not taken seriously. One hundred percent, and is uh, is yeah. devastating news. I'm sure for her and her family and all of her loved ones uh, in the WNBA and the NBA. Um, so um, keep her in your thoughts. I think um, we can't forget that that's happening. That's going on, and it's a major injustice for her.
0: And she's 100% a pawn uh, as to what's going on because the Western world is obviously not on the same side as Russia in their war against Ukraine, because we're trying to, we're helping fund the war to help Ukraine fight for their freedom and their independence. And Russia doesn't like that. And unfortunately, Brittany Griner was, is basically caught in the middle. So she's basically a prisoner of war and a pawn of war. So, Unfortunately, she's uh, in that predicament, but hopefully, um, you know, President Biden and his in his camp can figure out a way, some sort of prisoner swap or something of that nature, because we got to get her home. That's, that's unfortunate. She can't do nine years in a prison for having a marijuana cartridge in Russia. Like, what are we talking about? Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, but again, on a lighter note, we appreciate you guys for stopping by. We'll be back next week. You going to say something, Jay? Oh, yeah. We'll we'll wrap it up again. J&J Radio, Jonathan Harper, along with Jason Givens. We, again, really appreciate your listening. We really appreciate your subscriptions. We really appreciate all the love. And we will see you guys on the flip side. Take care.